Hi, everybody. Thank you again for watching. I know that you're going to be blessed as you watch this and be informed, and then you'll know how to take action. And uh, this is part two, and we've been talking about um, some things that are going on, actually really regarding life and the sanctity of life. And so uh, I'm Pastor Jason of the River Church in McAllen, Texas, and then I have my good friend and co-author with me, Mark Anderson of Stop the Presses, and uh, he's been a journalist for years and years. How many years? You said 30? About 34. 34 years. And he's a leading expert in Bilderberg, secret societies, the banking banking cabal, and all of those things that are going on. And so, but we're going to be coming on live more. But this is part two, really talking about the sanctity of life and then how there's such an attack from the left and really from the media and from other organizations out there Absolutely. that are putting out different propaganda. We've been talking about the New York Times uh, article that came out on the 21st of May, 2019, that says pregnancy kills, period. This is the headline, mind you. Pregnancy, pregnancy kills, period. Abortion saves lives, period. Like it's a definitive. And so, you know, this is what's happening is there's an attack, obviously, against life. An unborn baby who is defenseless, who can't defend itself. And it is life. And so and there's biblical proof from that. Uh, don't, so there's a lot of organizations out there that actually take, uh, like Freedom From Religion uh, Federation, there's, they're one, they take the word of God. And they actually use the Bible to try to justify um, why abortion is legal. But there's no good reason to take a life of, of, of an unborn baby. And that's what we're talking about. An unborn baby who is defenseless, who is a what? A creation of God. That's God's creation. And it is life. It's not an appendage. And, you know, you've been talking about, about that. Uh, some of the positions where they're, they're trying to uh, just call it an appendage or bacteria or basically a blob. If they can make people think or believe one way that that's not a life, that's not a human being... That's why when you have people come on uh, fake news and say, this thing growing in the babe, in, in the mother's womb is not a human being. You see, that's coming from the media. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah. And you have people blatantly come out against life of a, of a, a born baby. Right. It's an amazing thing. And, and it needs to be clarified. And we'll get into some numbers and, and kind of conclude from part one here. It won't take long. That... The pro-abortion forces, the pro-choice where there is no choice other than abortion. Right, yeah. And that's what they want, they want everybody to believe. Right. Have had their day in the sun with virtually no encumbrances for over 45, about 45 years. Yeah. With Roe v. Wade having been 1973. And don't forget Jane Roe, Norma McCorvey, the litigant in there, actually ended up being pro-life. Yeah. And the media managed to even sweep that under yeah, the rug. No, that aside, true. the thing is, is that one side has had their way virtually all the time for the better part of a half a century. That is not a balanced society. That is not a just society. That is not a democratic society. Yeah. This is not a d democratic law enacted by a duly elected Congress. This is an arbitrary Supreme Court decision where they read things into the Constitution. They didn't read the Constitution. Very true. Now, we won't get into the constitutional uh, niceties or complexities that would take too long for purposes of today. 
But all told, and as we were uh, beginning to get to in the first part of this, nevertheless, we do see the light at the end of the tunnel, even though the pro-choice forces, anti-life choices have had their way for a long time without any, any fairness or balance, we are seeing what used to be 1.2 to 1.4 million abortions a year in the United States, yeah. down to, I understand it, about 665,000, about yeah. half. So it's beginning to decrease. We're seeing it decrease because, as you were saying in part one, where they have to do an ultrasound, and different that laws. That technology's improved. Yes. States like Texas, I believe it's Texas and many others say, the mother at least has to make an informed decision. Of right. course, they scream against that informed decision yeah. uh, as if taking a life without an informed decision is a bad thing. Yeah. See, it's not, again, it's not as if the pro-abortion forces feel any trepidation about this. Yeah. They are aggressively and gleefully and eerily wanting every bit of their way, yeah. not wanting to budge one inch, not wanting any limits at what stage the child is thrown right. in, thrown in the trash. Yeah, bag. it's not like they're saying we know this is you know an unfortunate circumstance that a young mother that didn't want to get pregnant gets into. We know that there, a life is taken, and we understand there's gravity here. They don't express any of that. No. If right. they did, I could you know maybe be a little sympathetic and say, okay, you're looking out for young people that make bad choices. A girl gets pregnant she didn't mean to. She's desperate. You're trying to provide what you thought was a remedy. Maybe you think the world's overpopulated. We can talk about that. But there's, there's this aggression. There's this bloodlust to do it. Yeah. And that's why this, the, the abortion industry, for-profit abortion industry, cannot be taken seriously and cannot be given any ground because they will not yield any ground. Yeah. And to kind of wind or, or summarize this issue up, I, I had this epiphany last night. It would have been the evening of May 23rd, 2019. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm praying about this issue and it, because it, it's an issue that troubles me uh, to no end. But when you analyze it objectively, if a 15-year-old gets an abortion and the, and the pro-abortion uh, forces don't want there to be even any consent, yeah. they don't even want parental consent, right. the abortion should be achieved or secured without even the knowledge of the parents of the young girl who's, who's pregnant. Right. Or the young man who got the girl pregnant. They don't want any judge making any decisions. Yeah. They don't want any parents making any decisions. They don't want the young pregnant woman to even see an ultrasound, which means they want this done in a totally lawless vacuum. And what it means, and it, if you can, it's an issue that people don't want to think about, but if you think about it, they are asking that young child to secretly get rid of that mother's grandchildren. Yeah. If you had a daughter that got an abortion without your knowledge, and let's say there were triplets, she just threw three of your grandchildren. Yeah. And, and it's un unimaginable. The, and it's unimaginable that it's just commonplace to them. It's just a normal thing to them. It, they it, normalize it. It's a. And the media is okay with all of this. Yeah, that's a problem. I get, there's, there, there aren't many issues where I, I begin to battle. Mark gets, he gets excited about this. Boy, this, talk about angry. This is criminality yeah. Yeah. on a massive scale. Yeah. This is a criminal enterprise. 
that makes bootlegging booze look like Shirley Temple's picnic. Yeah. Oh, I wish it were bootlegging booze. Yeah. I wish it were so simple. I wish it was just gambling in a casino. My gosh, would that be, let's have a beer and talk about it. Yeah. The thing about it is that's so amazing that a lot of people don't know is there is that backside business that is going, goes along with abortion because they're selling the tissue. I mean, they're oh. profiting. They're selling to research companies, tissue. I mean, uh, raising embryos to, yeah, in order to destroy exactly. them so Michael J. Fox can feel better. Yeah. And so there's a whole industry out there on the back side that they're making billions of dollars on. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money, God, he doesn't have a problem with anybody having money. If he had a problem with it, or having a problem with people being prosperous, then he wanted to give you the ability to do it. That's correct. You know, I mean, so money in itself is not bad. Now, I will say this. Money is a great servant, but it is a terrible master. Like fire. And that's what happens is, the, but it's the root. What is the root of all evil? The love of money. Where money becomes where, an end in itself. Right. Where that's all that matters. Right. And so it's a business to them. Yeah. It's just a business to them to kill. Remember, you know, and, and I want you to make this statement too, because maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, Go because right you got to realize the globalist, the banking cabal, all of these, they make money off of war. And that's exactly what's happening here, because it is a war. It is a war, my friends. This is a war. And Mark's going to get into that a little bit, uh, a little bit later, you know, because I want you to make that point. Because this is a war. So it's just a different type of war for them. Look, they make billions of dollars when there's war. Why do you think we would go to Afghanistan? Why do you think that? What do you think World War One was about? World War Two was about? What do you think the Gulf Coast... Uh, 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 help me here. The, the Gulf War? Gulf War. Gulf War and... Well, there was all there, of them. There's always the legitimate and ulterior motive, sure. and they, there's a struggle between yeah, the two. Absolutely, but if they can make a conflict, that's what they were trying to already do with Trump: is to try to get into conflicts. What do you think Iran is happening about? Why do you think Kerry? Look, why do you think Kerry? Okay, is talking to Iran? What do you think? You think because they love Trump and they want, no, they want to create problems. And if they can create uh, an isolated incident, if they can create something to, where war would then be uh, uh, justifiable. Well, justifiable. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm for a loss of words there. But if there could be a declaration of war, that's what I was thinking about. A declaration of war. If there's a way, you know why? Because they make money. Bottom line, they make money. And, and, as, so, as and that's what's happening here. here. And that's yes. what we're trying to, we're trying to, this is a war that's going on and it is a money-making business. I mean, do you, you realize America is a military-industrial complex? So it, it's... Military-industrial media intelligence media banking. Intelligence, yes. Banking complex. Yeah. It's grown. It has grown and it has expanded and there is an agenda to destroy this nation. Uh, because God created this nation for, with a with a specific purpose, and uh, but th there is a war, and there's so there's a backside money that they're making off of the 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 baby parts, because that's what I mean. Imagine baby parts, yeah, with, and, with and tissue, with uh, and when, the embryos, with absolutely. all of that, they're making billions of dollars. So 
That's why there's such a fight. And, and the stem cells that they, that they get out of embryos, a quick footnote, can be gotten from umbilical cords and you can stimulate the existing stem cells in your body. You don't need to create human embryos in order to destroy them to get stem cells. There are alternatives for that. You don't need embryonic development for the purposes of uh, cannibalizing them for stem cells and then throwing that yeah. away. But why, would you want to it. but why would you want to change a process when you're already making billions off of? There you go. But I, you, you, <laughs> and that's what that, that's what that You means. asked me, so you got it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I, I know this is a lot to take in because oftentimes this, this issue is not addressed so head on. But addressing it head on is the only way to shake ourselves out of this lethargy. Yeah. To get up out of that current that's just taking us along yeah. that we can't resist and stand up, wipe ourselves off, and once and for all, put this issue to rest. Right. If the, if the number of abortions is going down due to ultrasound technology and other technology that allows the baby to, to survive outside the womb that much longer, uh, which, which is happening, therefore there's less incentive uh, to abort the child because now the mother knows the baby, can, even at six months, can probably survive Right. In the incubator, yes. which didn't used to be the case. Yeah. So now, now that we have the technology and the means to continue shrinking that number of abortions every year, now we need the, the raw, sheer determination and the understanding behind that determination to put this murderous crime wave to rest once and for all. Because it, it, it's wrong on so many levels. Um, to reiterate a couple things... The, the, the pre-born child is never given a name. There's no headstone. There's no burial. It's thrown away like refuse alongside a Twinkie carton or something. And, or yesterday's Big Mac. Yeah. And, wow. and the media, though, again, they don't neutrally report this. From the McAllen Monitor up to the New York Times, they all say, a woman's right to choose, a woman's right to choose. Not all choices are good choices. Right. Not all choices lead to the right end. Right. There are consequences to action. 100%. And the media, as I wrote in a developing column or book chapter, is actively lobbying for the murder of children, not neutrally reporting on some state of affairs as a blameless observer. If I'm repeating myself a little, you'll have to forgive me. A little repetition does go a long way. Yeah. The mass media cartel going out on a limb here should be severely sanctioned for this because it's the only issue where people directly die as a direct result of supporting these policies. Yeah. With, I'm going to say it, with broadcasting licenses revoked and other measures, including large fines, meted out for knowingly and willfully agitating, calling for, and lobbying through the printed word and through the broadcast word for the killing of babies. Yeah. They are inciting... They are inciting a crime wave. A crime wave. That's exactly right. It, it cannot be denied. I yeah. know it's not comfortable. You can hate me. You can dislike Jason. I don't care. This this is between yeah. me and the Lord. This is this is something that transcends our normal political discourse. This is something that whether we like it or not, we're going to yeah. have to put a stop to this. Yeah, yeah. This ain't about comfort. Hundred percent. Yeah. This is not. You know, where they put it in some position and they brush it off as it's some inconvenience that you can just snuff out a life. All life is precious. Knowingly and, and we have to. Yes. It's not inadvertent. It's not. Yeah. The, they know the facts. They know the scientific proof. They know the reality. 
So it's not like they don't know. Well, right. But they twist it. The law of double effect has been invoked in Christian, Catholic, and Protestant circles. When you have two beings, the mother and the child, the child's in the womb, the the doctor's job is first do no harm, the Hippocratic Oath. In order to avoid doing harm, if there's a breach or ectopic, if I hope I'm getting my terms right, if there's a problem with the pregnancy, the, the, the job of the physician is to try and save both lives. Right. If the baby inadvertently dies, that's not abortion. Abortion is the direct and intentional killing right. of the preborn child. Correct. Of course he tries to save the mother. He tries to save the child. There are times when one or the other, and perhaps in more, more rare cases, both will pass away. But that was not the doctor's intent. Yeah. So of course you try and help the mother if there's a problem, and of course you try and save the life of the mother, it's just that you don't directly and intentionally take the life of the child. I mean, you, you, the doctor simply does the best they can, but right. that's not what the abortion industry is about. Right, not at all. They're, they don't look at the law of double yeah. effect. Yeah. And and so, to, to uh, head toward a conclusion here, or a summary, in closing, and I want to reiterate that in the pro-choice movement, there's only one choice. So yeah. even saying pro-choice is a misnomer. But it's anti-life. It's anti-life. In closing, or in summary, there's only one other area of human experience where killing other human beings, including the young, is institutionalized, protected, and sometimes treated in a laudatory or celebratory fashion. And that's military campaigns, the, the act or the waging of war. Yeah. And... That provides a hint as to the true nature of the abortion industry, this crime wave. Since the abortion industry is similarly similarly protected and celebrated, much like the military apparatus, then there's only one logical conclusion that abortion is literally another form of warfare, but where the only victims are developing infants who can now be snuffed out right up to the point of delivery. So maybe this Memorial Day... As we record this, May 24, 2019, a few days before Memorial Day 2019, maybe this Memorial Day should be, for the first time, for remembering the tiny souls who will never appear in the Times or any other newspaper's obituary. They'll never have a headstone at a cemetery. They'll never be given a 21-gun salute. And these, they're the sign, they're, this is hard to say, They're the tiny soldiers taking a bullet for all of us in this war for our conscience. And every day, someplace in America, they're dying at a higher rate than our soldiers could even think about dying. We say support our troops, I say support our kids. Yeah. At any stage. At any stage. Support the unborn. Mankind is not the arbiter of life. Yeah. Life is a gift to us. We, we, are not equipped morally or intellectually to make the absolute decisions to rule over other people. Prohibiting this crime wave is not tyranny or arbitrary rule, it's the absence of tyranny. Yeah. Because as Darrell Castle, who once ran for president under the Constitution Party, said, he added something that I thought was very memorable. Yes, of course no one is above the law, but no one is beneath its protection. You want to say period? Now we'll say it. Period. Period. Yeah. Boom.
There it is. Yeah. And that's why it is a war. And they, that's what they've done. They've declared it. And they hide under the guise of Roe versus Wade. They hide behind. That's their vanguard. That's their vanguard. They hide behind this because that makes it legitimate. But it's not legitimate. When is it ever legitimate? Look, I would just tell you this, that I've been, as a pastor, at the bedside of many people as they cross over. Because everybody, at some point, you're going to cross over to the other side. You, you will die. And so, as a matter of fact, there are people dying to go to heaven. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's a lot of people that die and they never ask Jesus Christ. And they end up in devil's hell. And, but that's, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But here's the point that I want to make is that I've been next at the bedside of people as they crossed over and their heart stopped. And you see it. They have a heartbeat. Doot, 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 doot. It's going. And then it just is a straight line. Flat lines. Flat line is what they medical term. Right. So the doctor comes in and pronounces that individual deceased. Why? Because of that heartbeat. It's no more. So scientifically, I mean, even we use it in medical. That's what medical science uses. That's what doctors and hospitals use to determine when the life has expired, when they are deceased, is based on the heartbeat. So now you take it from a perspective of, a, of, a, of an infant. The beginning. The beginning. When you look at a, a baby in the womb and you could hear that heartbeat. What did I say? Eight days? 18 days? Where you begin 18 days from conception. Think about that. And you begin to... So it's well, it makes, scientifically... It makes total sense because before the organs can form, can form, you have to have the ability to pump fluid around the veins. Right. There it is. Scientific. And so you, you could begin to hear the heartbeat. That, so that's, that's, a, that's a life. I mean, how can you... If, 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 if it's determined medically that life ends when the heartbeat stops, that's when they declare... At least that's when they declare the then, person then logically, logically and objectively, the at beginning least, of life is when yes, the heartbeat begins. At least... And that's an, objective that. standard. that's an objective standard. That's an objective. I mean, no, no one can argue with it because yeah. it's a me see, it's measurable. Because if you look at it scientifically, it proved too. When it's, the when the sperm and the egg come together, you know what actually happens? It's like a it's like a, a, a an explosion mm -hmm. of power that actually happens. So I mean, they they scientifically they can look at the sperm of the man and the egg of the woman when they come together. There is a spark that goes off inside the mother's womb. Isn't that amazing? And that it, it brings life. The whole thing is... is, Woo, is that's just so powerful to me. That's God's, that's God's design. And so you're, 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 you see, and that's the thing that's so evil about this. Is exactly what you said. They're taking precious life away. Snuffing it out. Planned Parenthood calls itself... You know, and they call their services that reproductive, re health. reproductive health services. Whose health? <laughs> they don't provide health services. They terminate life. They don't reproduce anything. They're not about reproductive. Well, they'll, they'll they are about snuffing out 
They are about abortion, and they do over what fifty, sixty percent of the abortions. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you that they do Pap smears and, and all these things, and they do, but all of that is just miscellaneous and supplemental to their central mission, which is to provide abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, but is, they go on to say that they do you know exam for mammograms and all these that they don't even do. Well, here's the thing. Whether they do it or not, you can get all that somewhere else. Yeah, you don't absolutely. need them for that. Yeah, you have you your go gym. to a county health clinic. Yeah, exactly. In, in virtually every country, even the poorest ones, every state, I mean, virtually the poorest ones in the country. Yeah. Health clinics, free clinics, um, county health departments, yeah. all that stuff is available elsewhere. We don't need taxpayers paying for it, too. Not, yeah. not only is it for profit, they want taxpayers to pay for it. And as I said in part one and probably... Uh, intimated in part two of this broadcast, they want taxpayers to pay for their for-profit industry, subsidize it, and if you if you talk about cutting state and federal subsidies, they scream to high heaven, and yeah. they not only want us complicit financially, they want us complicit in all ways. That's what's the worst thing, it cannot be stated too much, they want all of us complicit, yeah. either through action or inaction either by helping them along or failing to stop them. Yeah. And by funding them involuntarily, we can't help our taxes being taken out. We have no real control over it. We are being made complicit in this. This is a one-of-a-kind problem for humanity. Yeah. There's no other problem like the abortion industry. Yeah. It's wrong on so many levels. And and of course there's you know there's this overpopulation argument, but all of that is based on is there really this scarcity or is scarcity being artificially engineered? Another video would be needed, and I can talk about how the monetary system yeah. is weighted or or gauged to make real scarcity uh, make make scarcity look real, I should say, and when in fact. It's really pretty much, or not, if not completely, artificial. Yeah. And yes, people can choose to have fewer children yeah. if they're worried about. And governments can encourage having fewer children. That's true. But the responsibility is with everyone. Um, you know, once the woman is pregnant, you now have another life with you, and it's no longer just about you. It's about a larger humanity. It's about. It's about future generations. It's about our collective responsibilities, not just our individual whims and problems and desires. Yeah. And and I know there's there's a lot of nuance in there. And there's tough issues and things that people recoil sure. and when they hear this. Some will recoil at what we're yeah. saying. Yeah. But everything. And we're some will be shocked, and I hope they get shocked. Mm -hmm. I, we, this is we're telling the raw truth. We don't mess around. We're going to tell you the facts, the truth. We respect you enough to yeah. tell you the truth. Exactly. Exactly. And so, we're, that's how we're. That's how we're, this channel is going to be. All these videos we put out, and, and there's enough. And there's enough understanding and respect that those that get angry, we understand. But angry at least is something. Indifference is the worst. Yeah. yeah. So, no. so, you know, we hope that you, you know, I know that you're informed. But it's not just about information. It's about, and, and you know, we are repetitive about some things. But you know what? Repetition brings revelation. And until you get it right here in your heart, we're not speaking to your heads, we're speaking to your hearts. That's what God wants to do and use you. If you could take one woman full of the devil, like Margaret Sanger, to get abortion to become legal, imagine what one woman can do full of the Holy Ghost. 
You see, and, and, and full of the love of God and, and, and it won't just sit back and do nothing about it. And so that's what we're, that's what this is about. This is about so that you can be equipped and you can be ignited and you can be set ablaze. And you know what? It might just take you getting angry and say, I'm going to do something about it because there is actually holy anger where you say enough is enough. And this issue should get everybody's blood boiling because it is killing precious life. In All a, life is precious. In a systematic for-profit industry. Exactly. It, it's not inadvertent. It's not hit and miss. Yeah. It's intentional. It's exactly, it's execution style. This is exactly what it is. You know, and we're going to have some other videos coming out. You know, we're writing a, co a couple of books. Actually, it's going to turn into more, but we're writing some different books out there on the media, on actually what's happening at the border, on the feminist movement. If you only understood the feminist movement, that's where this was stemmed out of, is the feminist movement. Margaret Sanger was a feminist who's a eugenics. She's into actually depopulation. Especially of minority yeah, communities. Especially to and, exterminate the black community. That's her words. And that's why when people like crooked Hillary Clinton gets, you know, says that my hero in life is Margaret Sanger, you might want to rethink how much you support Hillary Clinton. Because if you understood the very premise of what she was saying and the person that she looks up to and, and getting, and they still that they give out the Margaret Sanger, they give out an award when she is the one divisive to actually get this, you know, started out with birth control, went into to, uh, abortion to exterminate the whole black community. And that's what she which did is because why, of the hate. Which is why abortuaries and clinics were most often, and to this day, there's still some slanting that way. But at first, especially, most were put in minority neighborhoods and that was right. no accident. No accident. And then you go on, you know, so we're going to have other things. We're writing some books that's going to expose some of these things and give you the facts even with feminist, the whole feminist movement, you know, and that's why Margaret Sanger, look at her, you look at the first abortion device that was used, the little vacuum device, the sucking device, that was two feminist doctors that actually, you know, came up with that. So you yeah. can look at this whole thing, but we're here, we're going to give you the truth and we're going to give you the facts. And then what we hope that you do is that you would pray and you would go to God and say, God, how can I get involved? What is my part? Because everyone has a calling upon their life and God has a purpose and a plan for every single person. 